Small Talk, the arts and entertainment podcast for the Arkansas Times. I'm Stephanie Smittle, and I'm here with Omaya Jones. And today we'll talk a little bit about what's happening with the arts and entertainment world in central Arkansas. And we'll talk with Matt DeCampbell, communications director for the Arkansas Cinema Society, about the upcoming film showcase, Filmland. But first, um... there is a film by directors Michael Palmieri and Janal Mosher called Gospel of Eureka. Uh, You may have heard about this if you haven't. Uh, It's filmed in Eureka Springs and tells the tale of two pageants. On one hand, there's Eureka Springs long-running The Great Passion Play. You know this. Christ of the Ozarks, huge statue in the mountains in Eureka Springs. Uh, So there's a long-running outdoor drama on the outskirts of town that depicts the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. I Mm -hmm. went to it. Uh, many times as a as a child and in the as a young one in the Southern Baptist Church, it's a mecca unto itself. There is a like Holy Land tour. There's a Noah's Ark petting zoo. Um, there's a Bible museum. Like and the whole world I, I had no idea existed yep. in the mountains of Eureka Springs. And so that's part of the story of this film called Gospel of Eureka. But on the flip side, they also profile a gay club downtown called Eureka Live, which has a very active and vibrant uh, drag scene. The owners of that uh, of that club call it a hillbilly studio 54. And it is, you know, a longtime favorite, not only of um of the people in town, but also uh, a couple of years ago when I was singing at uh, Opera in the Ozarks in Eureka Springs, it was a favorite, a favorite stop of ours. Really, really fun uh, called Eureka Live. So the film sort of juxtaposes these two uh, performances at the different places as well as their audience and finds some interesting crossover and sort of the way these subcultures in Eureka Springs sort of cross-pollinate each other. Um, really fascinating. And so head to the gospel of Eureka.com and check out that trailer for the film. It is in festivals now and comes out in 2019. Yeah. And then secondly, we just want to touch on the film Blaze. This is the uh, biopic of uh, the story of Mar- uh, Malvern, Arkansas, born singer and songwriter Blaze Foley, the so-called duct tape messiah who penned tunes like Oval Room and Clay Pigeons and If I Could Only Fly. That film is also making the rounds. And a story in Rolling Stone this week hails it as the best biopic of the year. That sentiment comes evidently straight from the mouth of Gerf Morlix, uh, who knew Blaze Foley, another musician, and recorded an album of Blaze Foley songs called Blaze Foley's 113th Wet Dream. Uh, so the film Blaze opens in August, uh, in Austin, rather, on August 17th, and everywhere starting September 7th, and stars yet another Arkansas name, Ben Dickey, in the title role. Uh, Dickey plays the music and has had a very immersive uh, embodiment of the role at the behest of his friend Ethan Hawke who directs the film. Um, Some people may know Ben Dickey from his time in a little rock band called Shake Ray Turbine and he has a um, a fantastic album that came out uh, two years ago called Sexy Birds and Saltwater Classics which has been on uh, rotation in my earphones for well, years now. And so that just looks really promising and we're excited uh, as it makes its way to a wider audience and hopefully here very soon. 
Lastly, there is so much new music. There's a new 90s mixtape from saxophonist and songwriter Philly Moo. You can find that on Spotify by typing in Philly Moo. That's Philly with an I, P-H-I-L-L-I, Moo. There's also a new record from a band I like called Color Design. It's called They Don't Exist, and you'll find that on Bandcamp. Or catch Color Design this Friday night at the Whitewater Tavern in concert with Adam Fawcett, who I will presume we'll have his latest album in tow it took the shape of a bird the stellar follow-up to 2014's blind water finds blind water also check out a new video called everywhere from cellist christian serrano torres that last name is serrano like the pepper s-e-r-r-a-n-o hyphen torres t-o-r-r-e-s he's a fantastically sort of like um, a box shattering cellist who pairs like dubstep with his uh, bowing and he picks the cello like it's a guitar. Uh, really just sort of in- incredible musician doing uh, interesting things in-, in this particular video in Iceland. It's filmed in Iceland, just really ethereal and beautiful. Check that out. It's called Everywhere. And then lastly, if you have missed it, don't miss Big Piff's Anarchy video check it out. And we will be right back with Matt DeCampbell of Arkansas Cinema Society. Welcome, Matt DeCampbell of Arkansas Cinema Society, and you are the communications director. Yes, that is my official title. I'm pretty much whatever Catherine wants me to be. Great. time. (laughs) Great. Well, for those unfamiliar with Arkansas Cinema Society or those who are like, oh, yeah, I remember they did something last year. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the inception and why ACS came to be. Well, it started last year, uh, spring of 2017. And Jeff Nichols, the director, of course, who has strong little rock roots, uh, wanted to bring something back to Arkansas and give something back to Arkansas because, of course, he you know, he learned his trade here and then ended up, uh, or at least he started here and then ended up being an internationally acclaimed director. And he took a lot of influence from Austin because of what Richard Linklater had started there with the Austin Film Society. And so working with some folks, Catherine Tucker came on as executive director uh, immediately. And that's who I refer to when I say Catherine. And a very dedicated uh, group and our board and some others started the Cinema Society. And the idea was not to have it be like a competitive festival, like what Little Rock was when Little Rock Film Festival was here, but to be a year-round organization that promotes film, gives filmmakers opportunities both to screen their work and also to meet others in the industry, uh, including some bigger names, and uh, to bring people together. And it's it's uh, something that's there has been kind of a, a hole uh, in central Arkansas for uh, on, on, on a large scale. Of course, there's some great smaller festivals around, but like an overarching society that, that does things year-round. But in August, we do have our big event, our premier event, which is now called Filmland. And last year, that's when Adam Driver came to town and caused a whole bunch of hubbub. And we had Noah Lowry, a uh, director, and some other uh, some other great people from the industry here. And this year, we're making it even bigger. Um, we've been having events throughout the year, smaller events, like we did a uh, free screening of Ghostbusters out in, uh, in the parking lot of the Root. You know, we did Phantom of the Opera at Trinity Episcopal Cathedral with, we brought in a professional organist who played the soundtrack live with the original uh, Phantom of the Opera from 1925, which of course was a silent film. And it's things like that that 
we're trying to spread around, but we do also want to bring everyone together uh, at, at for a big event in the summer and this year that is Filmland. So what's the through line content-wise? Because you just described vastly yes. different types of films, highbrow, lowbrow, silent film. What for you when you're having these conversations about programming uh, sparks the interest of the board and, and what are you thinking about when you curate these events? Well, I, I think what Catherine and Jeff really like is variety. You, you want because film is, and that's another reason not to really aim for like a competition because film means so much to so many different people in so many different ways. So you want to have the small independent films that are made in Arkansas. You want to have the well-known classic movies that families can come together for. You want to present things that give you a new experience, like watching a silent film with a gigantic church organ booming all around you. So it's really what we think people will respond to and what people may not have other opportunities to see. Uh, in Central Arkansas, and hopefully, as we continue to grow well beyond Central Arkansas, there's a reason we call it Arkansas Cinema Society because we want to keep expanding and 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 keep growing as far as outlets and opportunities that we provide people. And I, I think as long as both people and filmmakers, people, just the general, I should say, the people, filmmakers are people too. Hashtag. Uh, but um, uh, you know, beyond the, the film goers and the filmmakers having opportunities for them to get together in situations that they otherwise wouldn't have. And that, I think, is just as important as the content. Now, of course, you need good content to draw them in. And so that's always looked at as well. But it's not necessarily to have the most prestigious, you know, film that you could you could get at the moment, which is great when it happens. But it, it's really more things that we believe will draw people together, will draw them to an event and they'll walk away with more than they expected from the experience. Right. Because so in this way, it's it's a different beast than like a film festival, right? Um, yes. Those of us like myself who don't know the ins and outs of film festivals, I think have, um, you know, an impression that it's maybe more, uh, the films are more tied to the location than they really are. You could have a film festival here and conceivably not really include uh, Arkansas films and Arkansas filmmakers, um, but that's a big chunk of this year's lineup. Well, it is, and and we didn't have last year uh, much Arkansas content in our premiere event because um, we were really you know getting our feet on the ground and trying to establish ourselves. And 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 yes, we want to be different from a festival because we don't want necessarily that sense of competition in there. Uh, we we don't want to have, uh, you know, too many hindrances, too many rules and boundaries, although it is a curated event, Filmland is. But this year we wanted to make sure that we had more Arkansas content. So we opened it up in June. All of June we said, Arkansas filmmakers, if you've made something since 2015, which was the first year we didn't have the Little Rock Film Festival anymore, to present, be it a feature or a short film. And if, you know, if it was filmed in Arkansas or if your primaries, be it the director, the actors are Arkansans, then, you know, submit your movie. And so out of that, we had uh, we had three features that we're going to show plus Antiquities, which uh, we didn't 
which we considered outside of that, because a lot of the people in the cinema society were also involved in antiquities. Sure. So we're screening four features total and then seven shorts. And again, it's about giving them a bigger megaphone, giving them a bigger stage, giving them literally a bigger screen that they can you know, share their work and hopefully get good exposure for their work uh, to more people than they've been able to up to now. And so there is definitely that Arkansas piece of it. And then the other thing is bringing in people from the film industry outside of Arkansas to Little Rock for Filmland and giving them the opportunity to share their experience and their knowledge with the filmmakers that are here and or even those who are, you know, some of the younger people who have thought about getting into the industry and just don't really know where to slip in or where they would fit or, or how to get started. So, like, one of the aspects that I really like and enjoy about it is the the idea of bringing in the filmmakers to participate in the events and doing Q&As and things like that. Do they have a hand, because um, you said it was also that it was curated, do they have a hand in selecting, like, what they show? Like, did Richard Linklater pick Newton Boys? He or? absolutely did, yeah. Okay. And, and that's, and, and, and Linklater, of course, is, is a great person to have this year because it does kind of, you know, it, it kind of ties back into the origin story, right? Because he was mm-hmm. kind of the inspiration for right. this whole thing. And I have no idea why he picked the Newton Boys. It is one of his lesser known films, probably, and less successful films. And that's likely fantastic that that's what he picked to share it because it was one of his earlier movies. And, uh, you know, you had a you had a star filled cast and you had a, you know, a concept and definitely this this heist film atmosphere to it. Um, and I'm going to have to watch it again because it's been a while since yeah. I've even seen the movie. But hopefully, uh, you know, that means that there's going to be more to draw from it, from his experience making that movie, that he's going to be able to share with those people, be they filmmakers or are in Arkansas, or just people interested in how film gets made, as to, you know, how that movie came together and what that experience was like. Yeah. I and mean, that was... It was like 20 years ago? Yeah, it was 98. Like, yeah. yeah. Can yeah. you talk about the choice for Last Man on Earth, which like one of my favorite shows, but it's a little odd to have a canceled show in the mix here, even though the Arkansas connections are pretty strong. Right. And and that's, that's some of where it came from, because we knew that we were going to feature Antiquities one night, and we were going to have Mary Steenburgen come in for that, because she is in the film. And... It happened as that was all coming together was, you know, right after the end of the run of Last Man on Earth. The Last Man on Earth, sorry, I always leave the V off. Uh, and that cast had, you know, obviously grown tight over over the years of, of together, and they really loved this creation they had made together. And so uh, between our folks and Mary, we were able to reach out and, yeah, convinced Will Forte and John Solomon, who were the co-creators of the show, uh, to come down and, and do an event with Mary, uh, moderating, and, and kind of have it just, you know, be a showcase for this show, which is one of those that is very beloved by, you know, the group of people that get into it, but for whatever reason, the network has decided not to, you know, continue with it. So that ball got rolling, and then Will Forte said, well, I'll come, but only if I can do a screening of MacGruber. Okay, so said, great. All right, then fantastic. We're going to do that, too, which, is, which again, is a, is a lower-budget, uh, you know, ridiculously fun, very crass, cult-favorite-type film that they had to make in a very short time. I think they only had, like, a 28-day shoot for that movie, which is, you know, supposed to be this 
big action character. So that's going to be uh, fascinating as well. And then, you know, it kept going. And, and, and this past week, we were able to confirm that uh, Kristen Schaal and her husband, who was a writer on the show and a longtime writer for The Daily Show, uh, are coming down as well. So it's it's kind of turned into this little reunion thing. And we are just thrilled to kind of be the, the host for all of that. That's really exciting. I'm glad that there's, there is an element to where, like, after the screenings, people can go and network and things like that. Yeah. Um, I know way back when, when you guys had your, like, an announcement party at Cash, mm-hmm. uh, there was talk of an education committee that would go into, like, schools and things like that around the state. Is there any progress on that? Or Well, I think that's something that's – there's so many kind of, you know, ideas – that people have thrown in because again, we've kind of had that, that kind of gap in, in central Arkansas for a lot of these opportunities. And it's just a matter of finding what we can do uh, with a, with a limited budget, especially starting out and where to focus first. And I think those are all things that we are going to look at doing more of down the line and certainly want to do more of. Uh, but you know, it's, it is kind of baby steps to a degree, uh, getting things off the ground and getting things going and, you know, we started memberships this year, which has been successful, uh, and and just finding more both interest and uh, capital, to be honest, for you know for the society. And and as we grow, and as we go on into future years, you know, those are the kind of things you can look to expand. Uh, but you know, we are still kind of a, a baby in all of this. We're at this point now, what seventeen months old. Uh, so yeah, uh, being able to have a bigger premiere event this year than we did last year, uh, you know, is a big step. And, and some of the other screens we've been able to do weren't things that we were able to do last year. So, yeah, we're going to be looking to continue to expand, but also make sure that we do it within our means so we don't get overextended. Right. And then, you know, things things can fall apart. And, and then do you want to talk about your the, the Natural Slate podcast that you host? And Because I, I know that there are uh, episodes where you had like Mark Thiedemann on right. after you, you screen one of his films with yep. ACS. Yep, and Justin um, Warren mm-hmm. after we did his mm-hmm. the, the home the homegrown film series. He was the first yeah. one we did. Yeah, I mean that's uh, you know I also along with working with ACS, I also work with the Central Arkansas Library System and uh, work on uh, a podcast for Cal's called Primary Sources. And I kind of realized that you know hey I've kind of got my feet you know in both of these ponds here. Uh, maybe we can do something together. And so that's where the natural slight came out of. And um, yeah, it's, it's again, the ability to talk to the filmmakers a little more in depth, obviously with Q and A's, you, you get a lot of in depth, but if you're not there, it's not always possible. Although uh, we did, um, when we screened Generation Wealth mm-hmm. a couple uh, months ago, we're going to be able to use that Q and A with, uh, with, with the director uh, as a natural slight podcast. We just have to wait until the release of the film. Uh, because we don't want to get her in any trouble with Amazon Studios because who wants to be in, on right. Amazon's bad side right now? <laughs> so, but yeah, that's another, you know, that's just another resource that we're developing. And that one's an easy one, of course. Um, it's a lot of already existing uh, resources and that we can utilize and just, uh, you know, find new ways or just even more channels to just you know, get information out, get these interviews out. And we did some of it last year, even before the natural slate existed. We, I, you know, I've got a full hour with Jeff Nichols. Um, you can look up on primary sources, the other podcast. Uh, and, and obviously with, uh, especially the younger crowd, uh, podcasts are another great way just to get information out there and, and resources and tools out there. 
One thing that we heard Graham Gordy uh, talk a lot about and Daniel Campbell uh, when they were filming Antiquities here in North Little Rock is the idea of sharing with film commissions the um, the the sort of uh, the idea of of casting Arkansas as a beautiful place to make film. Not only that we have talented filmmakers who grow up and are nurtured here, but that uh, making this a friendly environment for people to come and make film. To what extent? Does your mission at ACS overlap? I mean, I can't imagine that you don't think about that as well. Oh, of course. You know, and, and, and yeah, a lot of the great projects we've had in Arkansas recently, I mean, they just finished, they just wrapped filming on True Detective up in Northwest Arkansas. Mm-hmm. But, and you, know, you talked about antiquities filming in North Little Rock, but all those uh, projects have Arkansas ties already. And the next step from there is to bring in people that, you know, don't didn't grow up here don't know the state as well but hopefully through some of our programming and what we're able to do with filmland and some of these other things it will expose more people from outside arkansas to what's available here both as far as the people uh, in the in the in the film business here who can help and then just also obviously you know the locations and 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 some of the of course the incentives program that we have in the state and just you know what they can do in arkansas that is currently being done elsewhere and, and giving them that that different kind of look to it because, you know, a lot of movies and TV right now, uh, as far as the South goes, get made in Georgia. And they have a well-established thing, you know, and they have the saying, it's, and it gets kind of busy and kind of crowded. And, and, you know, we definitely want to present Arkansas as as this all, this alternative that where you can get some great product done. And, and the more that we get, of course, made here, be it antiquities or mud a few years ago or when true detective season three comes out on hbo that uh hopefully more people will see that and and be kind of like you know yeah there's something i hadn't thought about as much before but let's go check it out i was gonna say that's nice because i know there are a lot of people you know we have uca we have uh euler has a film program Mm -hmm. and those are lots of people that are in the state that are going through school and need jobs and it, it would be great if there was like a larger production community here where they could like stay home or stay in state and like they could stay here and work. And a lot of those students, be it UCA or UA Little Rock or even uh, Little Rock Central, uh, volunteer a lot of times mm-hmm. for things like Filmland because, you know, that gets them into to see a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff and to meet a lot of these people and just kind of be in that atmosphere that you don't necessarily get uh, just in a classroom or just working on student films. And, you know, that's... That, that's a big part of it is this generation that's starting to come up now and and what they're going to want to do and what they're going to have available for them to do. And yeah, the more we can get actors hired, the more that we can get crews, you know, jobs working on productions, uh, the, the it's only going to be better for the state and it's only going to be better for just hopefully growing this whole thing exponentially. Well, those noble lofty goals are all well and good, yes. Matt Campbell. but let's talk about uh, what we really care about with film events, which are those sweet after parties. Absolutely. <laughs> and we've got them after. And that's a, where a lot of the networking really does happen is at the after parties, obviously, because you've just seen a great movie. You've had the Q&A with the, you know, with whoever it is, the stars, the producers, the directors. And then you get a chance to just all go and socialize together. And so we're making sure that that is a 
you know, is, is a big portion of every night of Filmland. And we have four after parties uh, for the four uh, for the four nights. And some of them are, we're still nailing down specifics, but the opening night we're doing with cash. So after people watch the Newton Boys and get to hear Richard Linklater talk, they can do that. Um, and then Saturday night, after we screen Survivor's Guide to Prison, uh, which, of course, is a very hard-hitting documentary and a look at the the justice system and, and especially what it's like living in prison in America right now. But two of the producers of that movie are David Arquette and his wife, Christina Arquette, who was born Christina McClarty and, of course, you know has Arkansas roots. Well, uh, we're having an after party at the Rev Room after that, and her Christina's father and uncle, Bud Campbell, I mean, Bud Campbell, Bud, Bud McClarty, McClarty, and uh, Mac McClarty uh, are uh, bringing in this ridiculous, awesome cover band from Vegas, who are like one of the biggest cover bands in Vegas, and they're going to come play the Rev Room, <laughs> you know, and, and have an after party with us. So, yeah, that's part of the opportunity as well. It's not just the movies, and it's not just the Q&As, it's, it's getting to network and network in these very fun and unique atmospheres that we, we try to put together with the after party. And, and, you know, we'll be at Lost 40 and and we've got at least one more in the works as well. So that is an important part of this. And that's, you know, one reason that when you buy a ticket for this, you're not just getting a ticket for the screening and the Q&A. You're getting admission to the after party as well. These things are going to sell out. Right. Well, Antiquities okay. already has. Antiquities did within a few hours of the public on sale, but that wasn't the biggest surprise just because there's so many people, yeah. you know, with ties to that movie and, and personal interest in it. And we hope obviously that everything sells out, but we don't know necessarily, you know, what screenings were only a few days into ticket sales. So it, it, we'll have to wait and see, you know, what gets cleared out quick and, and what takes a little more time. And, and hopefully we get to a point where we fill every seat. And speaking of that, where can our listeners go to grab tickets to these screenings? Yes, you can go to ArkansasCinemaSociety.org for a whole bunch of stuff. But if you go there and click on Filmland 2018, then there's links right to buy tickets for whatever screen you want to go to. And uh, again, we've got both the Arkansas films and then the uh, the other features that we're bringing in special guests for. But part of the requirement that we had for anyone who submitted films from Arkansas was that if we're screening your movie, you have to come and do a Q&A. Uh, so you have to be around for that. So, you know, we want to make sure that all of our screenings has that interactive component after people are done watching the film. Thank you so much, Matt DeCampbell, for stopping by No Small Talk. Uh, you can check out the details at ArkansasCinemaSociety.org, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to No Small Talk. And finally, we're going to make some recommendations. Omaya, do you have something to recommend? I do. I actually have several recommendations this week. Wow. Uh, the first thing I want to do is recommend that people go ahead and buy passes for Kaleidoscope. So the festival this year is going from August 10th through the 18th, and passes are on sale now. It's like 25 bucks for a basic film pass if you know all the movies. That's it's like fantastic. An, yeah, that's like an early bird special. And then there's a $90 pass that will get you into all of like the after parties and stuff like that. So uh, I would recommend going and doing that before they sell out. Uh, but my other recommendation is that sometimes there is this there's perception that I think used to be true that a lot of films that play in places like New York and L.A. don't come to Arkansas. Uh, but nowadays we do get a lot of that stuff. And so there are some things that are playing. Um, I'm sure everyone's already seen Won't You Be My Neighbor, 
there's another film that was played at True False that's playing here called Three Identical Strangers. And uh, I saw it at True False, and it's fantastic. Uh, a lot of the joy in it comes from not knowing what happened. So all, I, all I'll tell you is that it's a story of three triplets, I guess. Obviously, there's three because they're triplets. But they're separated at birth, and they find each other by random happenstance. And then, like, this great tale of intrigue and stuff unfolds from there. Um, there was, as recently as yesterday, another film playing locally called uh, Crazy Rich Asians. It's an indie film. And it, I know Michelle Yeoh, or Michelle Yee is in it, um, from Crossing Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and a bunch of other kung fu films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it's still, if you can find, well, I know it was at Riverdale. Um, and so if it's still playing, people should go check that out, too. Would be my recommendation. Fantastic. Yeah. So do you have any recommendations? Yeah. I do. I have two. I have two. The first one I would recommend is a new documentary from Univision that follows the aftermath of an immigration raid in Postville, Iowa. It's called America First, which makes it a little hard to Google, but you can find this by just type in America First Univision documentary and it will come up. Uh, It's a 42 minute documentary. You can watch it just right there in your browser and it tells the story of about a decade ago, 389 people were um, detained, um, uh, arrested and detained by ICE in this town called Postville, Iowa. At a, they worked at a kosher meat packing plant, and it ended up uh, dramatically changing the economy and the makeup of the town because 389 people is like 20% of the town's population. So this documentary follows that. Um, it asks us to um, look at how we view people in like that don't look like us it asks us what the cost of of that is and what the cost of immigration raids in general is and of course does so at a pretty timely uh, juncture in our, our american attitudes on documented undocumented people and so check that out you can find it at univision.com or like i said just google america first univision documentary beautiful my my other recommendation is um a little bit more on the lowbrow end of things i want to recommend an instagram account called flavor clown and it's basically uh chris selby who used to have a clunk records in fayetteville it's him eating like terrible food so like today he filmed himself eating um a variety of things from the come and go uh so you know I don't. I don't want to spoil anything here, but but check it out. Uh, go to Instagram and type in Flavor Clown. The description says Flavor Clown is Calorie Captain's first cousin and or dog sitter. Dig in. Asterisk. Not affiliated with any other flavor sites or situations. I don't know, Flavor Clown. I don't know why, but for some reason in my head, clown spelled with a K. I just thought that would be funnier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you might be tempted, but I don't know where that'll get you. And I definitely do not endorse or recommend Flavor Clown with a K. This is with a C. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and do you have a move for the week? I do. If you were at the Stiff Station pop-up a few weeks ago, remember when they like closed off a lane mm-hmm. of traffic in front of the Oyster Bar and in between the Oyster Bar and the Meteor, and then they set up like all these sort of pop-up businesses. One of those pop-up businesses was called Control, mm-hmm. and it's a, uh, a pop-up record shop by a couple of real, true, true audiophiles. And so, um, 
you know, avid, avid vinyl collectors. And they're sort of reprising that pop-up this weekend at Electric Ghost. So catch control at Electric Ghost. They'll be there starting at 10 a.m. Saturday and Sunday. Awesome. Yeah, down in the Soma District. That's what I got. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Mm